Welcome back to a new episode of The Talk, the podcast about Nordic entrepreneurship from Nordea Private Banking. I'm Walter Nesland, and today we'll talk about how to hack learning using knowledge from the communication agency world and computer games. Our guest today used to run one of Norway's best communication agencies and is now running Modimate, a company building a platform for gamified education programs. This is the co-founder and chief product officer at Modimate, Lars Petter Vindestad Schuss. So tell me, what is Modimate all about? Uh, Modimate, uh, what we say is that, um, well, it's, of course, it's about uh, learning. It's about uh, communication within organizations or companies. So it's a uh, so, some would call it a learning management system. Other ones would call it a learning experience platform. Uh, we call it a learning made fun and easy. And, and that's what we're trying to do. So it's, a, it's an app. It's a software for people working in organizations, enabling them to, to learn whatever they need to learn and, and, and to improve internal communications. So to be clear, you, you can actually build your own uh, learning curriculum kind of within your uh, platform. Yeah, it's it's uh, what what we try to do is that uh, we have worked, you know, like building uh, content for companies for yeah more than twenty years, and and we saw that the the kind of the platforms the system that you could use to do this made it very hard to actually build anything other than like a boring PowerPoint slides, whatever. So we set out to 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 make it super easy for everyone to to create engaging learning content. That's that's what we try to do. So what do people use it for? Is it for onboarding or is it for education programs? So how do people use it? They, they, they actually use it for all kinds of stuff. And that's why we call it Motis and not, you know, like courses or anything. And uh, we see that people were used, of course, from like more the traditional things like onboarding, welcome to the company, you have to learn this and that. And, you know, like for safety training or compliance or you know, like software training or whatever, but also about more like, I think that, that you know, like the difference between communication and learning it's a very vague. It's like it, it kind of slides a bit back and forth at the same time. So, and and that's kind of our intention as well. So, so uh, we see that people use it also for engagement, just like to engage people, make you know, like magazines or they made even podcast series like we do now. So people use it also as a podcast uh, device for creating and, and distributing podcasts internally, for instance. Yeah, I think that that's that's really interesting. The you say that learning and communication is is a vague border and uh, maybe it's something that is a little bit lacking sometimes in school I, I went to university so i am a trained teacher right but i never got to the point where i was actually teaching uh and this is like 25 years ago or something i just started working with you know like digital stuff communication and and then been an advisor working at industry for many years and of course there the focus is communication right and they always measure like like this term uh, that you should focus on, you know, like how do you want your uh, target group to react to your communication, right? Is it like being engaged or being afraid or being enthusiastic or whatever to do, buy something or click on something, you know? Uh, when it comes to learning and pedagogy, it's they tend to focus on what should your target group have learned? Like, should they know about something? Should they have learned a skill or whatever? And I say, if you combine those two and say, so... What should you know, like your learning goals be, and at what emotional state do you want your learners to be after 
uh, your whatever course or something. And if you combine the two, I, th- I find that's really interesting and actually a bit like gaming does it, right? It's like that's more or less what you do in games, I guess. Yeah, and, and, and you are... I, I don't know. I don't want to offend anybody, but can we can we call you an ad guy or an ex ad guy? Come from the, the industry. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm an ad guy myself, so okay. it's, it's, uh, you know we're in the yeah. same boat. You can, uh, in, yeah, okay, let's let's go with ad guy. I don't like it, but yeah, let's do that. <laughs> so, but you come from that world, and what did you bring with you into this world that you think has been useful? You know, like Motomet is the uh, kind of the heritage of uh, my former company, which is called Hyper. Uh, Hyper is uh, one of the largest digital communication agencies in in Norway, and we saw after a while that when we when we started to having the internal comms department and the HR department and also you know like the marketing department, all those departments working together, then we saw that we could really change stuff internally, uh, and we had some amazing cool project, um, and it kind of built from there. Looking back, I mean some of the projects. Clearly, it was the alpha version, and then that project must have been close to the beta version, actually. And and at some point, you know, running that company for more than seventeen years, we at one point saw that hey, we, I think we have the building blocks for the SaaS solution here. So let's convert from you know like consulting, you know, like business model over to a SaaS model. In hyper, me, me and my co-founder Rolf uh, Riesnes, who who I founded Motmet with, uh, we also founded Hyper. And inside Hyper, we founded also Hyper Games, which is an independent indie game studio now. And we had a lot of, I think, three or four other companies as well derived from from this. And I think it's very, it's not so strange after all. You have a lot of, you know, like really creative people sitting together, solving like business problems in a very high speed. But I think the the, the biggest, uh, the reason that we, we, we failed actually a lot trying to create business or companies within that agency. But we saw the business model was very in conflict. So an agency runs on this, you know, like fuel, which is getting paid by the hour. And that is a very strong <laughs> force when it comes to every month, you know. So anything that you can actually build a customer uh, for, it will always win, right? Instead of saying, let's, no, no, let's just hope we can sell this product in a year or something. So so my, my learning is that definitely it can come up really super cool uh, innovations from agencies, but it's hard to get the business model running. And what do you think you brought with you from the from the consultant time? You, you mentioned seeing a lot of different uh, industries and what do you see can be brought from, from or, or learned from being a consultant for such a long time? I think that's definitely, you know, I don't have, don't know how many like thousands of, of client meetings I've attended, you know, like coming into a room and everyone's looking at you and want you to solve some kind of problem. It could be communication, it could be an app, it could be some internal communication flow, learning, whatever. And I think uh, meeting all these amazing customers and people in companies and learning how the their internal life is gives you a very big advantage when you're trying to then create a product for these actual companies because you know how they work. Uh, often, you know, like the understanding of customers is where they lack. They can have a great idea and a great product, but they miss on small things like details. It's like, I, I, I can understand that you think that was going to be a smart way, but I, the way that I know and understand the users and employees in this company, blah, 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 or this sector, they just want it just a bit different, you know? Yeah. Uh, it could be like, let's say like a blue collar worker, like, so, so you, you made this really cool thing, but they don't have a laptop. That's like an easy, like an easy thing. Right. But there are all these things that 
reading and writing abilities, for instance, for blue-collar workers, and you have a login screen with a lot of text, for instance, and they struggle reading it, for instance. It's like, it's like a showstopper, it's like a road bump, but you don't see it because you don't understand your target group well enough. So let's move back to your actual company that you have that everybody wants to hear about, uh, Motivate. Yeah, sure, sure. The name is Motivate. Obviously, it's a play on Motivate, right? So that is the, the, the base problem of a lot of learning. I mean, not least we have, I mean, the school system right now is created to basically for some kind of average person. And we have all these people that have different types of disabilities, like they can have a, a dopamine deficiency and or an ADHD situation or something like that. They need, I just spoke to a researcher or it's one of Sweden's best researchers uh, within the ADHD space. And she was talking about how you need these always, these little motivations, just a little bit ahead of you. So you don't have these long goals because that's like having no goal uh, and really gamifying it. And she got re- really excited when I was going to talk to you. But how do you create those little gems and those little, uh, those little rewards? So we have built in this kind of, a bit low-key gaming uh, elements in Motomate. It's very like visual things that you always need, you always are driving to complete stuff. So we're very interested in your completions rate. We say that training and learning is about you know like being on and trying and training and you like rehearse more than being super good. Like it's of course important to to answer right in a quiz when it's about you know like security training whatever. But it's more important that you actually participate. So those are the overall gaming elements, gamification elements. And then we also we have put in like these mini games that enables every editor to create like fun, small games like the speed quiz and the swipe game. And you just, you know, you upload your, your questions, your images or whatever, and it, we create the game for you. So uh, we have like this toolbox and then we are very, uh, you know, like I my belief is that there, there is no one fix for everyone, but I want them to be able to pick the perfect tool for their target audience. Let's say for some, it's super happy with podcasting, right? Uh, others are super into quiz games. Others is more like, you know, like video animation, explainers, etc. When you build a product like that, can it adapt to the way you seem to be reacting to a certain thing and, and learn from that? Or how does it work? Well, it's, it's uh, you know, like when, when um, companies or organization, we don't only have companies, we have like all sorts of, uh, different uh, kind of yeah, organizations, but they they kind of they build up, you know, like it's they they start they start somewhere from scratch, right? And then they start building up whatever. And of course, some have some curriculum that they want to transfer over to Motomet. But anyways, they start somewhere and they start building. And uh, I think it's uh, if if you see kind of a trend shifting, it's from this evergreen learning programs, like it's there forever. Now to more like it's lot more like a, a pace of publishing, so it's not that it's like okay, so we, this is the program going to last for five years. It's more like wrapped in some kind of social media format when you post something and you consume it and you go for it and then you get something new to consume and stuff. So I think um, that's the trend shift, and also we're trying to you know if you can adapt and use different kinds of technologies to make it in. You can integrate with Teams, for instance, if you have Microsoft Teams. We also played around with some bots in Workplace where you have this, like, this bot that, you know, like analyze what you do in Workplace and then, you know, like find the right motives and then present it for you, you know. But again, I mean, everyone's struggling with and everyone wants to understand AI and all this stuff. But we see also that it's out there in the companies. They are a bit behind, you know, like the, the, this, when you're on the frontier and look at all the cool technologies coming up. 
and then you go to to, to work to meet those customers. I mean, the, the vast majority is struggling with basic things like having it mobile adapt. Yeah, you know, things go fast and slow at the same time. I think it's like it's happening right now. Uh, at the same time, it takes time for companies to really get into this and and implement it, and you know, like shift the system or implement the system. I mean, we have companies with twenty thousand employees, and there are like large structure that has to be come in place. We did a lot of cool things with Hyper Games and Hyper uh, before. That was one of the last projects I did before, you know, like going into Motomate full time. That was some AR VR stuff that we did for training for some big companies in Norway. And that, that those are amazing projects, right? It's like using those goggles and we made this old 3D game environment and it's super realistic. And you're like, you're up there in electric mass and you're like doing work and things fall down and you're kind of really into it. And, uh, but of course there was a one-off project. The hardware was super, you know, like you had to have like sensors in the room and it was very like this. And now, you know, like listening to, to Mark Zuckerberg presenting the metaverse and it's like, wow, like those six years ago combined with what's going to happen in five years and suddenly we're there, you know? I think that's also part of what makes it so, so exciting to work with this kind of shifts that's going on all the time. So, okay, so, so I, I heard you saying in some interview that you don't like having a plan B. No, that's correct. Why not? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it, you know, everything that I've done, I've done in parallel with my my co-founder Rolf. We have been working together for 25 years, uh, side by side, like an old couple, you know? Um, and uh, we have two sayings that is, the one is no plan B. And the no plan B is that we are 110% in what we do at all times. And the reason for this is that we have seen so many great people having great products, but they tend to have this kind of escape route all the time. So when things go a bit sour or whatever's getting hard, which is going to go, everyone, of course, will experience that. Then we see that they kind of take the easy way out, always. You know, they pull out. And it's so grass is so much greener over there. So we we have been like we we go all the way, and and at, sometimes we go in so hard that we you know like we have said no to investors at signing, not only on signing days, but on actually the signing minutes at the altar, at the altar, <laughs> pushing the papers back, leaving the pen down, and said, "Well, I'm sorry, we can't go through with this. We, it, it, this is not how we want to do this." Uh, so we really like push the limits. And, and of course, being two found co-founders all the time, it's very important that I know that I have him with me all the time, no no matter whatever happens, right? So it's a kind of in reassurance between us as well. Uh, we go all the way until we don't go and then we just pull out quick. Yeah. And you've managed to first, first you, you started out this company and you sold off uh, Hyper, right? The agency. Yeah. And then you started and built Motimate and now you sold Motimate to, to Kahoot. How, how's that experience been for you? So leaving Hyper, it was more like, you know, like seeing your kids grow up and move out of the house, right? You know, like it was almost 100 people, amazing people. And it was just about time for them to, to go their own way. At, at Motimate, it's been, everything has been like 100 times faster. You know, like we built it from zero to, to the minute we sold it now in April took five, six years. Uh, so of course, everything has been much faster. The, the, the organization has grown super fast. And uh, it's different because now we have been, a, we are now a part of a company, uh, which is kind of a company that does what we do. 
in terms of all it was more like they was like having an investment in us and uh, the reason that we kind of did this was that we saw that we needed a partner to help us reach out uh, like globally like we have done the the norway uh, and a bit in nordics and we had proven our product but we we saw that we 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 to move really fast so um of course a big difference um uh coming into the kahoot world uh, but at the same time i mean they are not that many years they were kind of the same thing right a small startup and of course their journey has been amazing but uh hopefully ours will <laughs> Be the same. I guess it's a little bit like coming to, uh, you know, finding your tribe, you know, a little bit, right? I think that what we found in Kahoot was a company that had the same kind of attitude towards what learning can be and, and the way that we do things like the fun, easy, Kahoot say, making learning awesome. Uh, so it's like the, the same kind of corporate attitude towards uh, what we do. I think that was, was initially... Um, made us to go with Kabu, yeah. yeah. Well, it's an awesome journey and an awesome story, and I'm, I'm super inspired by it in many ways. And um, so what do you think, what's the next thing for you now? What's going to happen in the future? The most genius thing about Kahoot, when I, and this was before I we even started talking, that they have this, they, they have this home, school, and work thing. And we start thinking about it, it's like, that's pretty amazing. You have a product that, that covers when you're in school, that means, all your childhood and home, all your private life and work. So um, I think that is one of the really cool things. So what I'm working on and we are working together with Kahoot now is like this Kahoot work segment. Uh, so now it's the Kahoot spirit, which is their offering in the in the enterprise market. And then we have Actimo, which is the Danish company they also bought and Motimate. So now we kind of joining forces with our different products and, 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 and our vision is of course, uh, in the Kahoot world is, is to have the same success in the enterprise uh, business as they had in school. Because, you know, in school, they are really, really big. Yeah. Well, I'm uh, happy and proud to have people like you in, in the Nordics, even though we're in different countries. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for taking the time to, um, to talk to me and talk to us. Yeah, sure. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Talk, the podcast about Nordic entrepreneurship from Nordea Private Banking. I'm Walter Neslund, and I'm looking forward to seeing you here back again for the next episode. Have a great month.